Welcome to the Youth School Podcast, where we believe inside of everybody there is a great story waiting to be discovered and lived. This is the show where we guide you on your journey in discovering what your story could be. It's your life. Don't let anybody else write it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the U School Podcast. My name is Scott Schimmel. I'm technically known as the chief guide of the U School, and I'm here today with one of our guides, our favorite guides, Tim Parlier. And we are in the theme of talking about how our beliefs shape our lives. And one of the key questions that we want to help people process, whether it's a student, somebody who's in transition out of the military, someone who's transitioning out of their sport that they've been playing, one of the big questions is, what do I believe in and how is that shaping me? And so today, in a quick conversation, we're going to be talking with Tim about how he understands how beliefs actually come from our family, our parents. And so Tim, you were sharing with me before we got on this, that's you as a dad, new dad. How many kids do you have, by the way? Two. How old are they? Three and one as of last week. All right. So you're going to be incoherent as we have this conversation to do your lack of Slightly. sleep. Slightly. Uh, you know, you're a dad, a young dad, thinking a lot about being uh, a father and shaping your kids' lives. Mm-hmm. What, do you, what are your thoughts on uh, your ro- role and responsibility to shape your kids' beliefs? Well, I, I'd start by saying, as a young dad, I recognize the lack of experience I have as compared to a lot of other parents that I'm around and work with. And so even with that in mind, I try to take keyword try yeah try to take a humble posture towards my expectations about what it means to be a father and I watch a lot of other dads specifically and good dads at least the ones I think are good dads and I just ask them questions uh, about what they did during each season of life Uh, so right now three and one-year-olds there's not a ton of understanding verbally that's going on right which makes it difficult for me because I'm a talker, and um, mm-hmm. and which may be why we're doing a podcast together because of all the <laughs> ramblings we like to do. But but it kind of forces me, or has forced me, to be really reflective on what I'm saying non-verbally yeah. as well, which I think is way harder for me. For me personally, yeah. that's way harder to because um, it's it's the unconscious stuff, right? It's you don't think about it. It really is, and even so, our one-year-old little little guy he's absorbing a ton mm-hmm. verbally. He's mm-hmm. learned, you know, he doesn't talk yet. He's beginning to say little things, but you know that the emotional yeah. s- temperature in the room, yeah. he, feels he feels and sees. Right. So he sees me the other day. I was really irritated with our three-year-old because three-year-olds do mm-hmm. really irritating <laughs> stuff all the time. Yeah. And um, my son, Bo, he's the three-year-old. He, he's, we call him the bowdozer because he <laughs> just mows down everything in his way. And so yeah. that's, you know, he's high energy trying to rein him in you know, consistently not listening to stuff. Yeah, so yeah. he's, he, I was barking at him the other day. It got overly frustrated. So I got to do some work on that. And I looked over and I saw the baby in his chair mm-hmm. eating lunch with eyes like wide open freaked watching out. me. Yeah. I wouldn't say he was freaked out. Come on, man. But raging. Yeah. I was just yeah, throw, cursing, throwing <laughs> things. No, I wasn't doing that. Um, but I could see baby was like, whoa, dad's dad's intense intense right now. And I thought, wow, he probably doesn't totally understand what I'm saying, Yeah, but he definitely knows dad's not happy. And, uh, 
Bo cross the line and maybe even I don't want to do that. Yeah. yeah I know yeah. I'm the I'm a younger sibling and I watched and learned a lot from what right. my sister so did what and not said, to do. I don't want my yeah. parents to react that way. I'm gonna get right. really good at not doing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you were a younger sibling? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Watch and learn. So I don't know if I answer your question, but that's that's where I'm at. Well, I remember so I have three kids, a little bit older. They're eleven, nine, and four, I think. I think today. And I remember one time. Wait a minute! You think today's think one of their birthdays? So I don't. It's close. Okay. <laughs> don't quiz me. Don't ask me on their. I don't birthdays. know if we're qualified to be continuing this conversation. <laughs> probably not. But I remember once my son, my oldest, he was probably five or six, and I had in the season of life for work, I was working a lot at night. I was out speaking, mm-hmm. and I remember one time he grabs me on the way out because he was getting ready for bed, and I was getting ready for work to go leave for the next few hours. And he grabbed me and said, "Daddy, why are you going to work?" And typically he would just kind of, you know, be sad that I was leaving or be grumpy or frustrated. This time he said, why are you going to work? And usually I would say something like, well, daddy needs to make money or daddy has an important job and, and he's going to speak to students and, mm-hmm. and speak to th- about things that are important. But this time I realized I had said yes to something that really didn't matter. It actually wasn't a big deal. <laughs> and yet to him, it was a big deal that I was leaving. Mm-hmm. And so I realized in that moment, as I drove off to work still, I need to be more, like you said, be more mindful, be more reflective on how I'm showing my kid the importance of work over him. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, it's right and good to work. But sometimes I'm communicating what, let's say I'm on my phone or I'm working late at night that, and I'm choosing not to spend time with him you just imagine all those things that are building up over the years. Sure. So you're, you're saying that uh, you need to spend more time. How do, you, how do you get there? How do you, what do you do? Do you look at your calendar? Do you take a step back? Do you have a coach? Like, how do you really think about what you're communicating to your kids? That's really good. Well, I mean, say my wife's really good at giving me constructive criticism <laughs> yeah. about uh, she lets the you way, know yeah, when you're out yeah. of balance. And I think we're growing in our development of being able to give each other feedback in yeah. a safe, safe way that's not condemning or condescending. Right. But hey, I noticed this. Are you okay if I share some things? Yeah, which is always a great way to, to mm-hmm. give feedback. And we're getting permission. Yeah, we're getting better at getting permission. Um, and are you, are you do you have the permission to say no thanks? Yeah, I do actually. That's yeah, good. we've, we, we, yeah, I was maybe not all the time. Yeah. We, there's definitely times where we violate that. We had heard once, and I, I we had heard once a good tip, which was uh, unsolicited advice. Unsolicited advice mm-hmm. is a form of abuse. Hmm. And um, I think as a parent, I, there are times when uh, it's, you need to give yourself the freedom to yeah. give unsolicited advice. Right. You right. are not going down that driveway without your helmet on, you know, uh, into the street, period. It's it's not advice. It's more of a command. Mm -hmm. But as we get older, adult to adult, you know, say even an emerging teen to emerging to adult, there becomes a point where unsolicited advice destroys relationships. Yeah, shut down. uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I know know we see a lot of that. That's why you school, we we value it so much as it, it actually eliminates that. Uh, that that element of a relationship with a mentor, mm-hmm. but yeah, as far as reflecting on my my characteristics, I just spend time in solitude and reflecting on interactions I've had, mm-hmm. specifically with Bo. The baby's really easy, and he's a yeah. mellow kid, so I haven't there haven't been anything other than you know kissing his head and rubbing, right. you know, right. him and put him down. Uh, but with our three year old, there's even yesterday, I. I was super irritated with him. Um, mm-hmm. It was just one of those days. I think he had too much sugar. He hadn't slept very much. And so he mm-hmm. was just on a, 
on a roll yeah. of of not listening, uh, being pushy with his brother, which triggers me seeing him uh, knock knock the baby over and stuff like that. And so I I sat him down. And I I was mad. You know, mm. I I could feel yeah. I, I was angry, and I'd given myself permission in the moment to be angry yeah. to a level that wasn't appropriate. Yeah, and. And so I was just reflecting on that, thinking, okay, you know, just why did, you know, what about that interaction made me get so angry? And why did I give myself permission in the moment? And uh, what did I communicate to him through that? Because I think one of the things that came out of my reflection was I've given him permission that when things, when you get angry enough, you're allowed to do things you don't believe in. Yeah. And the discussion of beliefs is uh, when I, if I'm angry enough, I'm no longer accountable to myself or anybody else. Game on. And I, that's Mm -hmm. what I just modeled for him. I didn't say that out loud. Um, But so I went back uh, later that evening and apologized to him and said, Hey, you know, daddy got very angry today. And I want you to know that uh, what you did is not Mm -hmm. okay, but uh, what I did wasn't okay either. Wow. I don't think he understands all yeah. that as a three-year-old. But, but I the want pattern ha- and habit of you apologizing and interpreting what happens, mm-hmm. I think that's, that's huge. Yeah, I hope it is. Yeah, thank you. And, and again, that was yeah. something I got from another dad who yeah. said, hey, I had to learn to apologize to my wow. kids and take ownership of my own issues mm-hmm. that they're not responsible for mm-hmm. fixing. And uh, what I think that models, what I'm hoping that that models mm-hmm. is that it's okay to make mistakes. Yeah. The daddy's not perfect. Right. And that, that I'm also, it's okay to be humble with other people and admit mistakes. Yeah. So you can grow. Yeah. And I'm a work in progress. So I, yeah. hopefully that's mod, you know, it's modeling. And right. I think that was what our conversation was earlier, which was we're constantly, I'll just use the word preaching. Cause I think people get that, you know, right. preaching at each other. We're constantly preaching, you know, sermons, if you will, right. just by the lives we live. We're sh- the lives we live, the way we interact yeah. is actually demonstrating and, and sending a message, right. preaching a message yeah. is at what we believe. Yeah. We don't have to give a bumper sticker or say, mm-hmm. this is what I'm doing. It's, mm-hmm. it's showing specifically our kids. Yeah. This is what I value. This is how I view life. And this is yeah. what I'm getting. This is what I want to do with my life. It's that more caught than taught idea. Big time. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, to answer you, I've just found intentionally other dads I've really respected. And I've seen their mm-hmm. kids. Yeah. And their kids the seem really their solid. Yeah. And I and I think, what did you do? Yeah. And what did you not do? And yeah. let me know. And just open my ears. You know, I don't agree with right. 100% of what they did, but I, I learned a lot from that. Well, there's that phrase, do as I say, not as I do. Mm-hmm. Which is typically, I think, I use that kind of in jest, like a joke. Like, do as I say. Don't model daddy's anger. <laughs> you guys, so It's so tempting or easy for me to come down on my kids when they explode out of their anger. Mm-hmm. When it's like, don't you dare do that. When That's what I did when I was driving them to Trader Joe's a right. couple days ago. Or they saw me do that with my wife. If we got really irritated with each other. But on the flip side of that, I've been realizing lately, so my kid is almost a teenager, my oldest, and that is, that's unsettling to me because I'm realizing a lot of the stuff in his mind and his heart has been baked. A lot of it's been baked already. Mm. So I'm wondering, I'm, I'm starting to think, have I communicated to him the things that are important to me internally? Because I can be pretty internal, pretty mm-hmm. um, contem- quiet, contemplative at home, especially on, a, on a weekends. A lot of it's inside. I'm thinking about things. And I'm, I'm starting to wonder, have I communicated to my kids things that are actually really important to me? Things like being generous. Do they know that I'm generous, that that's really important to me? Do they see 
even as um, I'm sitting in, let's say, a church setting and the offering plate goes down, do they know that we signed up for electronic giving? <laughs> they don't know. Uh, well, we never said that to them. Uh, so um, are there ways in which that I can be more interpretive and actually communicate to my kids, hey, I want you to know this is really important to me. You might not see it very often, yeah. but let me... And, and can I also... Uh, imagine ways to include my kids in those things so that they can see the things that are important to me. Big time. Because it's not just the sermon that we give out of our anger or the worst parts of us. I'm also wondering, are there, are there the best parts of us that I'm also not sharing with them? Sure. And how do I then share that? What do you, what do you think about that? Yeah, that's, I think you touched on something I'm really passionate about, and I would call it intentional, intentionally articulating hmm. your values yeah. and your actions. That's great. Your actions that are driven by values that you have in the home. And I just, I, as a, as a coach, as a, as a sports athletics coach, mm-hmm. and then as working with you school mm-hmm. and with student life, it's, it's so easy to just do your routine and then say, Hey, model what I'm doing. Right. And then, and, and miss it, or I'd say maybe assume that they understand the why behind it. Yeah. Which is the right. most important right. aspect of right. it is the, totally. it's the why question, the value. Yeah. Why do you do what you do? And yeah. I think as parents, we assume our kids understand why. Yeah. Well, they've heard me talk. They know, yeah. or they right. know why we give. Mm-hmm. Or um, mm-hmm. well, I'm sure my kids know that we give. We don't right. just watch the plate go by. Right. You know, that'd be <laughs> yeah. But that's a really great right. example because that's that. Um, or even even on the on the field for for coaches and, and and athletes, it's really important to continually intentionally mm. articulate why we're doing drills. We're doing yeah. why we're doing. Yeah. You know why we condition, you know, and run and all right. that stuff. Running's right. terrible. I hated running. Yeah, and I always wondered, are the coaches just doing this because they right. just want to punish us? Yeah, honestly, that's yeah. what we think. I think a lot of kids think that. Totally. And you know, coaches actually do pointless, do that. Right? That's true. That is a <laughs> yeah. way to punish kids. And but then I know that in our program, we make them do things because we know we have a really small squad and the kids mm-hmm. play on both ways, offense mm-hmm. and defense, and our kids gas out. Yeah, We can't compete with big schools right. unless we're in really good condition. Yeah. So we're constantly telling them, Here's this why. is not a punishment. This is yeah. an opportunity to get better and we need you to be in shape. Yeah. Totally different. Uh-huh totally different motivation that we're right. calling out of them. Right. Don't do this because we're making you. Yep. See the reason and buy into that. Mm-hmm. So I think as parents, we're doing the same thing. You and I have a passion yeah. for helping parents say, just pretend you play dumb. Yeah. P- play dumb yeah. and just assume your kids have no reason why right. you're doing anything. That's great. That's very practical. And then ask right. them, hey, do you know why yeah. mommy and daddy do this? Or if it's a single household, parent household, do you yep. know why mommy does this? Or do you know why daddy mm-hmm. does this? Or do you know why? And just ask, see what they say. Yeah. They may say, no, I have no idea. Right. Or, and I don't care. I don't know. Right. You know right. They might. Yeah, let me alone. <laughs> do you, they may, I don't really care. But tell them anyways. Yeah. I mean, because uh, their kids ask them, hey, yeah. how come your parents don't let you stay out past midnight? Totally. And they're like, how come uh, we can't do sleepovers? I don't or, know. Yeah. You know, and if you haven't right. told them, you, you've left them out. So, right. How come your parents don't, or how come your parents, kids ask each other that stuff all the time. Yeah. And then they pick yeah. on each other for it and right. bully each other. Right. So, so at bare different. minimum, you're helping your kid not get bullied. <laughs> or if they're going to get bullied, at least they know Seem why. Like a dork. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but that's not, you know, that's not the win of the show to, to help kids uh, just to have an answer for their friends. But I think, yeah, we're hoping to see healthier family dynamics. Yeah, and and if a, if as a parent you haven't done the re- reflection yourself, you may not even know why you've got routines right. in your life that right. uh, could be more life giving if you were able to find just yeah. the, the the why behind it. And it's definitely going to give the student a foundation for 
how they're going to make their decisions. Yeah. And they may, they may have a different one. They may reject that as they get older, right. but at least you've given them a starting point. Mm-hmm. Well, that reminds me, there's an exercise we used to do for youth school, especially in school assemblies. We'd ask the kids to first write down. So it would show this question and the question would be, what are the two or three most important things that you think your parents are trying to teach you about life? And they'd write things down. And then we'd ask them to bring out their phones and text their parents and say, hey, mom and dad, I'm at this assembly. And I wanna, I'm supposed to ask you, what are the two to three things that you think are most important that you want to teach me? Wow. And then see the compare and contrast. That's cool. And so what there's things. Find? The one that sticks out is a student that wrote down, be successful at all costs and be wealthy. Wow. Those are the two things parents were teaching me. And then the text back from the mom was, we want to teach you, I think it was to be kind and compassionate. <laughs> the two things. Not necessarily that they didn't get that. The kid was like, yeah, okay, I could see that. But it was, that's a very practical, interesting way to get to what kind of conversation do we need to have? Because there's a mismatch between what the kids are picking up and what the parents mm. are trying to put down. Well, the last question I have is, and I'm sure you've seen this. I know I've seen this quite a bit where when you get to know the student, you get to know the kid, and you get to hear and see a glimpse into their family life. Mm. I've had this phrase in my mind that I wouldn't ever say to the kid or the family, but the phrase in my mind is like, man, this kid has like very little chance mm. of transitioning well. Yeah. Into, and I'm not talking about inner city kids, although that's obviously a, a present. There's a lot of dynamics that are difficult and challenging. I'm talking about high-achieving, successful families mm-hmm. that, are, um, that are doing well from a certain standpoint. Sure. But you get to see the dynamics of their family and the values that are being um, uh, displayed and portrayed to their kids. And it's just like, man, this kid's going to have a hard time growing up. So what do you, what do, you do about that? How do you oh find gosh. hope in that? How do you try to intercede or interject some, uh, an alternative message to them? Oh, gosh, yeah, that is... Unfortunately, I see that often, and you—that is been that has been my response. I've been, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. this kid is hosed. Yeah, <laughs> to put it lightly, <laughs> right. This is going to be right. a rough transition. Right. And, um, man, the the thing that comes to my mind is is the parent who is not allowing their kid to fail, and yeah. is rescuing, is rescuing, yeah. and. What, what I think they don't understand in that. So there's a variety of ways. One of them is controlling every aspect of their life and mm-hmm. um, making right. all of their decisions for them, which yeah. there is age appropriateness sure. to that. Right. I'm talking about high school kids right. primarily yep. where the, the parent, usually mom, sometimes dad, mm-hmm. but usually mom that I've seen is still making little decisions. Right. And their excuse is, well, if I have him do it, he won't, just won't do it. Right. And I'm like, yeah, that's the point. That's the point. He needs to show yeah. up without his books right. and go totally. through the process like everybody else does. Of, yeah. Not even everybody else does. That's, that's not the right way, because just because everybody else is doing it isn't justifier. Yeah. It's, he's not going through the appropriate developmental learning curve right. that is failing, right. suffering a consequence, yeah. and then saying, I don't like that. That For hurts. me, yeah. I don't want that right. anymore. Again, yeah. again, totally. personal development, I no longer want yeah. that. Therefore, it's I will. Me, not, not, yeah. And the kids are smart and they figure out, well, if I don't do this, I know my mom will just step Right, in. totally. Yeah, so absolutely. they totally learn Play how it. to manipulate yeah. very well. And then they're right. going to look, they'll become hyper acute and sensitive mm-hmm. to people in their lives that will do those things for mm-hmm. them. And they will, they will manipulate people in some form. Yeah. yeah. I would think the rest of their life because they realize it works get away with it. Life's easier this way. Mm 
Um, but the thing that concerns me is the parents that are doing too much and allowing kids yeah. to fail. The kid is also hearing, and I know this just from, not from my own observation, but from reading just the psychological mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. development stages of teens, is that the student is hearing, again, key principle in communication. It's not what I say, it's what you hear. Yeah, right. Okay, the student is, you maybe think you're saying one thing, but the student is hearing mom or da- and dad, whatever, parents don't believe I can do this, yeah. therefore they're doing it for me. Yeah. The more you do for your kid, the more you're in, unintentionally telling them, we don't believe you can do this on your own. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I see it, it's prevalent. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a dominant parenting culture we mm-hmm. have right now yeah. is we want to give our kids everything we didn't have growing up. Right. And there is, that is such a great motivation. Yeah. I mean, that's based out of totally. love. Yeah, absolutely. That is so rightly right. motivated. And my right. belief is that's so, that's such a right desire. However, there, there has to be a boundary where it says like, but yeah, we need them to be able to fail mm-hmm. and fail now mm-hmm. while the consequences aren't right. big. Right. They're not failing at career now because so, right. no one's there to help them. Yes. And unfortunately we're seeing that and yeah. just the research that's coming out is kids cannot cope with failure. And right. so the second they have to deal with it, they quit, they leave yep. or yep. they blame. become accusatory blame right. shift. Yep. And that that's an epidemic in, in new hiring in mm-hmm. the millennial mm-hmm. world. So yeah, uh, that would be the biggest thing. That's I great. See. That's great. So what is there a practical step that a parent could take? Let's say for the family that realizes, man, there's only so much time left with my kids in the house, and I want to make sure they learn things that I learned, things that are important to me. Is there something that that a parent can do? This is going to sound like the, and I know you didn't set this up for me to answer it this way, but this is going to be this shameless plug for for you school yeah. or something similar. I'll mm-hmm. say, right? Yeah, yeah. Some guided reflection mm-hmm. with someone else in yeah. community with some type of guide that can challenge some of the things that you're the conclusion you're coming mm-hmm. to. At least not challenge in a way where they're 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 condescending your answers. Challenge sure. in a way to say, is that really mm-hmm. what's happening? Yeah. Just even that alone is enough. Yeah. But some way to say like describe what's been going on in the mm-hmm. home, your dynamic with your kids, mm-hmm. and then sit, and then just the humility to say, am I missing something with that? Yeah. Um, U-School just does an, a fantastic job with the resources of safe processing. Right. And I know we have the parent workshops mm-hmm. and, and mentoring, and, and, the, and not that we are the masters. Mm-hmm. That's not the point. Yeah. I don't have the answer. You don't have the answer for every family dynamic. Right. But I just believe that if they do the right reflection, they'll come to the conclusion. Yeah. They'll see it. Yeah. It's not, and it's not we'll out of shame. Least, it's actually yeah. out of a, right. a growing in confidence. And all of us are growing in our, our skills and tools to manage mm-hmm. relationships. Mm-hmm. We're not a finished product. So I think it's the, it's the humble way forward. It's, that actually is modeling to your student. Yeah. I right. I was just talking to my wife the other day about this. Man, we we will do so many continuing education programs, certifications, mm-hmm. courses for our jobs. Mm-hmm. Yet I know so many parents who have never <laughs> read a single book right. on child development, right. on yeah. um, even like baby books, right. on nursing and yeah. feedings and. And I'm just, I'm, how are you winging this? This right. is like right. the biggest thing that <laughs> you have to thing you do. steward your whole life, right. and. You won't do any right. out, outside thing? Advice. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's, oh, well, I talked to my friends about this, but what if yeah. your friends are just <laughs> terrible? Just lost so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, at least get yeah. someone that totally blind has a... Blind blind. Yeah. It's just, a, I think it's a, just a process of learning. Get around people that actually think totally different mm-hmm. than you about this, maybe. Yeah. You just hear what they say. Maybe yeah. there's, maybe 90% of it you still don't agree with. Right. But that 10% gave you a lens yeah. to help you. Right. 
What do you have to lose? So I, I think, you know, if you're listening to the show and you've never looked at any of you schools resources for parents, yeah. just do it. Contact, mm-hmm. contact the info online. Um, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. I think it's going to bear fruit and, um, it'll, you know, be an awesome yeah. impact in your relationships at home. Well, that's what we want to model for people is that sense of being humble that we're not there yet and vulnerable to step mm-hmm. into a process. So we wish that for you too, for listening. Thanks for listening today. And we want you to know that what you believe in matters and how you live your life is shaping other people's lives as well. So be reflective and be humble enough to talk about it. Hey, thanks for joining us on the U School Podcast. You can find other episodes like this one, as well as a bunch of other free resources for students, parents, schools, athletes, and veterans on our website, theuseful.com. Remember, it's your story. Don't let anybody else write it.